Hi, everyone, and welcome to COVID Around the World, the podcast dedicated to connecting with Fairfield University's international partners during COVID-19. My name is Naya Jones, and here with me today is my co-host, Micah Martin-Parshman. Hi, everyone. In this episode, we'll be focusing on the smiling coast of Africa, the Gambia. Today, we will be interviewing a team from Starfish to talk about the impact of COVID-19 on education. To start, each of you introduce yourself and state your position at Starfish International, please. Hello, everyone. My name is Mamere Fatima Sarfox, and I have been a Starfish student for a couple of years now, since around 2018. And I really love being a Starfish girl. And I'm also a student council member. Hi, um, my name is Farmada Jaite, and I am the development director at Starfish International. Um, I was a student in the program for three years, and I've been a mentor for seven years now. So altogether, I've been a Starfish member for 10 years. Hi, my name is Awa Sise. Um, I work as an operations manager and a peer health coordinator. Um, I've been in the program for three years, and now um, all together from three as a student and a mentor, um, I've been here for six years now. Hello, my name is Rene Mozisise. I am the media coordinator at Starfish. Um, I've been here as a mentor for six years now, and uh, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. For our listeners who don't know about Starfish, can you give us a bit of background information about the program and what your mission is? Right. So Starfish is a girls education program. Um, It's an after-school program, and our target are girls that are at risk of dropping out of uh, middle school and high school. Every year, we target 100 of these girls, and for the last four years, we've also included boys into the program. Everything revolves around a character development program, um, giving the girls a scholarship to go through high school and to graduate as well. We also have a business and entrepreneurship program, and we offer um, free classes at our community library. At the end of the day, the goal is to be able to support these girls to have mentors in their lives who can guide them and make sure they are, you know, their well-being is um, assured, such as their academic, um, economic, social well-being. And we look at different aspects of their lives. So we home visit them. We go to their schools and we welcome them into our library campus to have classes and to benefit from extracurricular activities, um, such as being in a book book club, um, a choir, a music and dance. And we also have different support groups um, established in the program to be able to help the girls emotionally and morally. And over the years, we've worked with over 700 girls. The program is about 10 years old, and um, the overall, or I can say the end goal is to be able to have a school someday where we can enroll girls from, you know, struggling families to come and have a world um, advanced education. Amazing. How has Starfish educated the community about COVID-19, social distancing, and sanitation? Okay, so the first thing Starfish um, did um, regarding educating people about COVID-19 um, we started with a week-long education, um, peer health education with our students. So first we taught the students about COVID-19, what it is, um, where it started from, and some of the uh, major, major, some of the things they can do to prevent themselves, um, like washing your hands, social distance. And we did this for a whole week. From there, we closed Starfish. Um, the mentors, too, we did, we did videos 
uh, to post on our Facebook page. The mentors talked about COVID-19 in different languages in Mandinka. We did in Wolof, uh, Manjago, Fula, Jola, to not only educate the supporters that we have outside of Gambia or the educated one, but also people that we have in the community that are from the villages as well. So we said this um, audios, we post them, we have the videos and audios, and we post them on our Facebook page. We share them with our students that are in the chapters because we also work with chapters um, that are from our communities here as well. So we did this. Um, this is one of the things that we did regarding educating people. So we did different videos about preventing themselves. And also we looked at some of the things, practices people do in the Gambia. So one of the things we do is like sit as a team, either do attire or home visiting people. Um, so we also did videos where we showcase how do you stop people from coming to your house during COVID-19? Because I know sometimes it's hard for people, they still want to visit um, family members to say hi. But how can you stop, let's say, an old woman who comes to visit your grandmother at home, how can you stop the person to say, okay, this is not the right time to visit because my grandmother is sick or this is what is happening with my grandmother. We also looked at regarding um, sitting in a group, either eating or brewing attire. So we did this as well. And how, because I know we believe so much in sharing that we want to sit as a team and share food that we have, but also how can we stop that for now? Because we know it's not going to help us in the Gambia. Um, one of the things we also looked at was um, shaking hands. This is something that we believe you all do. If you get a first thing you do is go greet your elders. Um, but we also showcase how, because I know sometimes it's hard, even if you're educated about COVID, how can you stop an adult person who wants to shake your hand? Um, so we also looked at how we can stop all of that or the polite way to say it instead of um, telling the person in a rude way. So these are some of the ways that we did to educate our communities, our students, and also our supporters that we have. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's a very comprehensive approach. That's awesome. So what are some challenges you have faced personally while transitioning starfish education online? And how do you think this transition has impacted starfish students? Um, so for the part that talks about um, the students being impacted, I will have my Mary talk about that. Um, but as an administrator and one of the mentors that has you know, been te teaching classes, um, first of all, we don't have all our students with smartphones. So when we realized that we couldn't have the students on campus, we had to kind of go back to study our database and to see how many of them have access to smartphones. And um, we saw that um, it would be necessary to reach out to the parents because some of them don't have their individual phones, but their parents or siblings have phones. And when we get the students into the program, we make sure we are signing a contract with their parents because, um, you know, we always saw that at some point we would need the parents to support. And even before COVID-19 came, the parents knew about our program and what we were doing. And so when COVID came, we just reached out to them and said, okay, um, we are now transitioning from the campus um, sessions. We're going to be making sure that everything happens online and uh, we're expecting your collaboration. So um, some of them have been using their siblings and um, parents' phones. And um, it wasn't quite easy before. And we had to, you know, draft rules and regulations um, because especially if you deal with teenagers, sometimes they can be really excited. So you have to make sure, you know, um, you have regulations that guide the way they, um, you know, behave in class, especially because you are not facing them and you cannot stop them from doing certain things. But at the same time, to understand that this is a hard time for everyone. And a lot of them were sacrificing a lot and every day their parents had to buy them data so they could get online and benefit from the classes. 
um, with the staff, we also had to, you know, make sure we released the staff and they all started working from home. And that was pretty effective because even before COVID came, um, there were a lot of things we were doing online because sometimes our co-directors are not on campus and they would be away, mostly in the United States. And most of the meetings, staff meetings, you know, we would do virtually. And so when COVID came, it was the same thing, having weekly evaluations, um, following up on each other. And uh, one of the other things we did to make sure we're not just focusing on the students' academic um, development was to establish the youth power squads. And in this, each mentor has um, about 10 students and they are to make sure that these students um, are happy, they are safe at home, they're able to share what they are going through and you as the mentor are able to guide them because you know you were once in their shoe or you were once a staff student and you know what it means. And so you can guide them even though um, you're not seeing them face to face. Um, I'll allow my marriage to talk about the impact of, you know, going back to the online classes or transitioning to the online classes. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is my Mary again. I feel like the online classes have been very beneficial for especially myself and many of my peers. For example, I'm homeschooled. So I follow a certain cur- curriculum and I keep the books and I use them. And since... COVID stopped shipping from other countries, I could not get my books. So I couldn't get my grade seven or my grade eight books, which was very difficult because I want to move forward very quickly. So with the Starfish online classes, I've been able to advance and not only just stay in grade seven or grade six, I've been able to advance to grade eight and also be able to join the grade nine classes. I've also had classes with another one of my mentors so then I can take the ACT and the SAT exams so then I don't have to be behind during this time of COVID-19. I can be able to advance but I know it's definitely been very difficult for a lot of my age mates and my peers because for me I'm used to working from home and I quite enjoy it because it's not really that difficult for me but for many people when they don't have someone there to teach them or when they don't have someone there to show them how to do certain work, or when they don't know really how to do that sort of looking stuff up or learning from online, then they really struggle. And I know for a lot of my age mates and people who are in grade nine who are about to take the senior school entrance exams, it's also been a very big setback for them, just not being able to have access to go to school a lot of the time. So these starfish classes, by having the mentors and when I'm struggling and when others are struggling, being able to go to our mentors privately has been a really big help. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. I like the fact that you're able to go to them privately, but I understand that not everyone is used to the online learning as much as you are, but I love that you guys did that. How have your experiences as educators and mentors been during COVID-19? So COVID-19 has like, has pretty much changed a lot of um, things with regards to like how we work here at Starfish International, how we deal with the students. Um, Like it has, it has kind of like moved a lot of our work um, virtually, I would say, basically like almost everything that we do here at Starfish um, is now like online or done virtually. So um like with regards to like what the other mentors shared with regards to the classes. So there are some sort of like adjustment that we had to 
that we had to make when it comes to like being mentors here at Starfish, like working um, with the students individually. You know, um, there's a difference between like sitting one-on-one and um, talking to these students and actually um, talking to them uh, over the phone. There's like some sort of like a little gap, some sort of like space that I think uh, it has been like a struggle um, between like the mentor and uh, and the student too. Um, like for, for me personally, the work uh, became a little more little more challenging because there are some additional things that um, are added into the program like it in, includes like the reading lab program which is like a weekly uh, we like we upload um, videos at our YouTube page every three weeks so this is like a very new project at Staffy International to kind of keep the kids who are at home to f- um, find something that they um, that they're going to watch and enjoy some sort of like books that they're going to um, Watch and enjoy while they are actually at home. Um, one of the other um, like challenges I would say um, is just like being distant. I have not seen some of my students um, in quite a while, and that um, you know we usually catch up like um, talk on the phone to SMS and text. But I have not seen some of them in a very long time, and that can be a little bit challenging um, having to. Um, Having to stay at home, you know, for a very long time, it can be. For me personally, I love to go out. I love to, um, I love to kind of like go out and spend some time outside. I don't really like sitting down at one place for a very long time. That can that um, was kind of like a um, challenge for me. So, um, so COVID nineteen in general um, is a little bit challenging, but it has brought so much light um, in my life too. That's amazing. And I commend you guys for being able to make that transition. And um, But yeah, it is really hard with the distance learning. How has your experience, Mom Mary, been as a student during COVID-19? Personally, it has. I'm a very big introvert. I don't like being around people a lot. I am very happy with being by myself unless I'm around my very close friends and my mentors, or if I'm at Starfish. So I feel like I was 11 years old when I joined Starfish. This was three, almost three years ago. So since I, when I first joined Starfish, I was sort of shy. I was okay with public speaking, but talking with someone one-on-one like this was a very big struggle for me. And when I joined Starfish, just being in this environment has helped me so much. I've gained my two best friends and I've gained mentors that have helped me come out of my shell a lot. So being in quarantine, I haven't been around a lot of people. So I sort of went back to my old ways of like not being around people. But I feel like I've been able to advance a lot when it comes to my schoolwork because I'm very driven. So even though I'm in grade seven in the U.S., I've been able to join the grade nine classes and work on grade 11 and 12 calculus and different stuff like that with my other mentors. And I really give it all to them because they are the absolute reason that I am the way that I am today. And this quarantine, they've made it so much easier just being able to talk to them, to vent to them when I'm having a hard time. And to be able to have the knowledge, because I'm in the health club and I'm a part of our CSA's health group of the students, being able to 
help protect my family has been an honor for me and be able to protect my friends. A little while ago, my best friend's cousin lived next to my grandmother's house so we can see each other from two very tall buildings. But she came to visit and we were this close to hugging. We were like, we want to hug each other, but we kept ourselves away because we were like, we learned in Starfish. Two days before we went under lockdown, we spent two days learning about what Corona is, debunking a lot of myths and stupid stuff people have been hearing about Corona and crazy rumors like that. And they've really helped us try to keep each other safe. Like if we ever see each other, we need to stay six feet apart. We need to wear our masks. And it's been it's been sort of difficult. I didn't expect it to be difficult, but I've really been able to advance myself as a human being through being under quarantine. Thank you. Wow, you have left me speechless once again. Ma Mary, you are amazing. Um, what are some of the challenges that the starfish community has faced during this pandemic? I think one of the challenges we've had as a community is um, more of fundraising. Um, because, you know, usually a lot of our revenue as an organization is generated from um, Auntie Yasin and Uncle David doing fundraisers in the U.S. and also having volunteers come. Um, you know, who would pay a fee that is attached to, you know, their service learning experience here. And so when COVID came, um, all of this had to stop. And so we had to look into other means of being independent as an organization. And uh, the cost of, you know, the programming even kind of, you know, um, it increased because everything was being moved to online and we had to make sure we provide um, data for the mentors, for the classes, and to be able to check on the students as well and still be able to communicate with the outside world. So doing that has not been easy. And so, um, but always, you know, our approach has been using what we have um, to create the maximum impact that we can. And so um, we have never really fully relied on just one thing. And I think that is what has been the advantage. So um, some of the projects we are looking into are doing poultry management, um, the newly acquired land that we have right now is also being used to have the cashews that we have on the land to do marketing. We also have our business center, so we've been making masks and soap and selling that to the community. We have our art gallery as well. And so those are, um, you know, small or several areas that we've been using to be able to generate income. But um, when it first started, you know, we kind of started freaking out because, um, the main source of revenue was kind of like um, blocked and we knew the volunteer program was not going to happen anymore. And so um, it was difficult, but uh, we are going through it. We are still here and the classes are still going on by the grace of God. And everybody is doing what they can um, to make sure everyone is supportive of each other. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And the fact that you guys are able to work both independently, but also work with others and collaborate is fantastic. Um, so next, what are some of the positive experiences that have come out of COVID-19 personally and as a community? So usually, uh, being at Starfish, most of the time I am on, at Starfish and I have, like, I spend about four hours at home. Most of my hours I spend it at Starfish. Um, with the students. But one of the positive things especially that happened um, during COVID, the lockdown. So first thing, we had to stay home and work from home. And being at home, I've learned 
um, a lot, especially about my sister and my sibling. And from that, I was able to connect, um, relationship, I was able to build a relationship with my mom and my sister more because usually she complain about, yes, you're always at staff, you don't help me and say stuff. But then being at home, we've, um, learned to know each other better. And we actually, when I'm going out, she will hug me and do stuff. And that was one of the things that was very great for me because I know I miss that moment, like where we sit and talk about issues that she's struggling with. Now she can even tell me about her boyfriend or things, her personal issues. And the other thing too, um, so the, the youth squads also helped me with the students. So I, I work with 10 students and we do, we correspond a lot. So some of the students, uh, we've been able to build a lot of connections. Um, like some of them will write to me about their personal issues or we will actually talk about it. So even if they have issues with their health, they will, for the first thing they will do is to run to me and be like, okay, this is what is happening. What advice do you have for me? And I think that is great because their parent will actually call me and tell me, thank you very much for doing this to my child. Some of them will actually check their parents. So they use the skills they learn um, to teach their parents and their parents will call to say thank you. So some of their parents, they said they have health issues like hypertension. So they will call and tell me, okay, my child did check my uh, my blood pressure and it's very okay. And I'll give them if they have any feedback. So I think that is um, great for me because I know we are not on campus working, but being the students being able to be home and using the skills they've learned to um, practice on their parents is also one thing. Um. The other thing that I would say is we do online sessions. We do meetings with them. So they use what they learn. So we do weekly meetings with them. We talk to them about COVID. So most of them went back home, set up their stations, and the people who use it to wash their hands to protect themselves. Um, I think one of the first things that I did personally for me uh, when COVID started was I sent an audio to a school page where I talked to people about COVID um, some of the things they can do to prevent themselves because it was the first time ever um, when we had a case. So everyone was freaking out. We were very scared. So I just took that step to send a voice on to educate my people because I felt like they needed to know to protect themselves, even though I had the knowledge. It was like a burden to me. I'm like, okay, I need to share this one that I have with some of these people because they might need it. You guys are so amazing. I love how you guys always make it a priority to check in on your students and make sure that everyone is okay. The next question is, what are some extracurricular activities um, Starfish students have access to during quarantine? At Starfish International, we don't only focus on the education aspect of it, uh, where the students will um, um, do the subjects that they do, that they um, have at school. We also have like different clubs at Starfish International. We have like the music and dance club. We have the photography club. We have the um, we have the choir club. We have the magazine club. So it's like a whole series of different um, clubs and different uh, activities that the students are exposed to. So um, like during this COVID period, the students were able to like meet on a weekly basis virtually, and they are able to like discuss um, some of like some of, like some sort of like their experiences basically. And uh, with regards to like the magazine, they were able to. Um, produce um, a, a magazine talking about like their experiences for 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 the photography students. They were able, the students were able to capture um, like their moments of like when they actually set up like the stations um, at their at their homes. Um, they are also like the the peer health students, which is like a forum where the students are given the chance to um, to express like themselves and how they are feeling and they are still being and they'll have like a bunch of sisters that will support them. We have like the boys program 
which I'm also one of the coordinators, um, coordinators of, where we'll uh, meet and talk about like some sensitive topics that are um, either like trending topics that and so that we can help these boys to become better men. Um, so like there's like a whole, um, we also have like the STEAM, the STEAM club, which is like science, technology, Indian engineering, arts and mathematics. This is like, um, like a, basically like a technology um, club where the students are kind of like exposed to these different areas and topics where they can, that they are actually passionate about, where they can have these mentors that will support them um, and guide them in, in areas of that. Um, with regards to the peer health, these are, these are like our students who are actually the people who are like um, well-educated uh, with regards to the COVID and they have actually um, been like spreading how to protect um how to protect like yourself or how to, like, with their family members especially and the people that live around them. So the students are the students are exposed into so many things here at Starfish. That's beautiful that you guys are able to still continue those activities as extracurriculars are such a huge part of the academic experience. So that's amazing. What is your opinion on online learning in Lemon, the Gambia in general? Do you think it is effective? I feel like it is effective, but it's difficult. With everything that comes with teaching people online, especially teenagers and adolescents, even children, it's a little bit difficult. I feel like to learn at all, you need to want to learn. You need to go and search for knowledge, which is in correlation with our knowledge quality at Starfish. You need to be able to search and want knowledge. So I feel like if you are at home, for example, and you have your phone and you don't want to really do anything, and a mentor texts to the group chat and says it's time for class, you either have a decision to make. You can either sit down, text with your friends, watch videos, watch a movie, or you can sit down and learn. So I feel like it depends on the student, really. Because when it comes to homeschooling, at least for me, no one has ever had to be like, Mommy, sit down and do your schoolwork. I've always done it on my own. But I know that is a skill that you acquire. And I've had the blessing to be able to acquire that my whole life. But some people, they need to be forced. They need a teacher to be there like, we'll punish you if you don't do this or that or that. So I feel like having these forums where students have that chance and to have the mentors when the students don't attend class are like, are you okay? What's wrong? Is there something going on that I can help you with? Or if they could be like, do you need extra help or do you prefer studying on your own? So I feel like it's effective if you have the virtue behind it. So if you make a commitment to your mentor, like I am going to attend these classes when we have the virtues program at Starfish and when we have the virtues behind that to be like, when you make a commitment, you stick to that. I think it's effective. And I think that it's effective through Starfish. But in other places, the government set up a learning on the TV. And like, that's when the mentors had the idea, like, when this is not a good system because the students might need help and you definitely can't help everyone through the TV. So we need something more personal that isn't just to show off or to be like, wow, we're doing something. It's actually doing something to help the youth in the community. So I feel like the online classes have been very beneficial. 
And I feel like the people who don't have that opportunity will struggle. But I feel like to have this is a very, very, very big privilege to have our mentors to be able to help us through this. So in Lemon in general, we have a lot of students, but we only have 100 students in Starfish. So I don't think in Lemon, learning through the TV will work. Thank you. I love that the Starfish students are always able to utilize their um, resources and you guys work so hard to embody the qualities of Starfish. But I do agree that you do need that drive in order to succeed. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of COVID Around the World. Our next episode will focus on COVID and education in the Philippines.